Please note that the following podcast includes discussions of crimes and violence. It may contain graphic descriptions that could be disturbing to some listeners. The show also features talk about the consumption of cannabis, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. episode 54 of getting high with true crime um yeah and so this has been my week from hell (laughs) which started last thursday or should i say the thursday before because we record these a week in advance anyways um yeah so i am doing something a little different this week i just have not had the mental capacity to even consider choosing what to have as an episode this week um just my whole house is sick i'm also sick you could say i am down with the sickness so yeah um we have to thank melissa for that idea (laughs) adding the scream in there um but yeah anyways so this week i'm uh, reached out to uh, Natasha of Cryptids, Creeps, and Conspiracy um, podcast. Uh, she's been on here before. She was from the Red Rum podcasters before that. Um, and she has a kindly agreed to save my ass this week um, and give me that break that I much, 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 muchly need. Um, by uh, gifting us with one of the episodes uh, that I uh, of her podcast that I co-hosted for um, and forgive me right now my brain is drawing a complete blank so I don't remember the subject matter it just I remember it's not the puck wedgie episode it's the one about the hotel so anyways that's I, the first cryptids creeps and conspiracies one I believe I recorded with her um, so yeah it's a great podcast she hosts with many other uh, podcast hosts as their co-host and talk about various subjects to do with all things spooky creepy and weird so um definitely give her a listen and a like and show her some love um because she's really awesome and has been super helpful all throughout this podcasting experience uh that me and melissa are going down um and yes natasha melissa is a real person um not a bot <laughs> Anyways, that's the ongoing joke. Uh, So with that said, I will now play that episode for you guys. Uh, And then next week we will be back to our hopefully regularly scheduled episode. Uh, Thanks and uh, stay lifted. (laughs) 
Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Cryptids, Creeps, and Conspiracy. The following content may involve explicit language and materials, so listener discretion is advised. With me today is Linnea from Getting High with True Crime. We always refer to her as our little Canadian friend. <laughs> and it's been a while since we got together. I decided to go a little bit more in my direction. Do you want to take a second to explain to our listeners, like give them a little background or a little description of what your pod is about just so that they have an idea? Yeah, sure. Um, it's basically uh, just we, me and my uh, co-host, Melissa, we got kind of bored during COVID. And so we kind of <laughs> came up with an idea of a podcast we wanted to do. And then both of us kind of like, this is a great idea. And then we just never did anything with it for like two years. And it wasn't until I met one of my favorite podcasters that I decided, you know, I'm going to do this. So I'm, I'm just going to do this because they, they kind of told me, just do it. Just get it done. Yeah. So then we created uh, Getting High with True Crime. And it is a 420 friendly true crime podcast. So we get a little lifted <laughs> and beforehand and then we discuss uh, a true crime episode each week. I've never heard it called lifted. Well, is that because it's getting high? Yeah, that- pretty much. Okay, okay. Sorry, it's I'm just- a little ignorant. Uh, where, where we're at, that's still a big no-no in the judicial system, so we're kind of limited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, we were recently on Michael and Jeremy Steele, your podcast, right? And Oh, yeah, I still got to listen to that one. It has been so crazy. <laughs> it's it's a good episode. But um, they they can't, it's not legal in Florida either. Oh. It's okay. It's not legal in Florida either, so they had to pretend to get high. Oh, oh maybe they could uh, just take a few shots real fast and, and pretend. They may have. <laughs> Good. But yeah, you know, we're, we're glad that you could be with us, and I just got this episode that I've, I've actually been sitting on it for a long time, and I don't know why I just never got to it. I, something, I don't know. I've decided that things just work out, especially uh, with, with me a lot lately. Things are kind of spooky, and I've been dealing with a lot of messed up shit. And for whatever reason, I was just looking through my notes, and I found this one that that I've had literally for, uh, okay, I created it in June, on June 3rd. Oh, wow. That's a while ago. Yeah. And it's been in here, and I don't know why I never covered it. It, It's just in there. And for whatever reason, I saw it, and immediately you popped in my head. I need need to get a hold of her and reach out. (laughs) We got to go over this thing. I went with my gut and we are here. Yay. So, are you ready to dig into this monstrosity? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. All right. Get my storytelling mood on here. Well, it'll be interesting because I'm normally, I'm the one who does the story. And <laughs> so now I'm the other person this time. So this yeah, will be interesting. It'll be good. And there's a little bit, there's, you know, we got some background, we got some spooky stuff and we'll take of time at the end to just kind of go over you know what you think what i think and, and that kind of thing so for sure all right so located on top of a mountain in eureka springs arkansas is what is said to be the most haunted hotel in the world and this hotel is called the crescent hotel and spa hmm. and ironically it is also considered a national landmark which i find inter- interesting just because it's so old and i would love to go there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but construction concluded 
on the building in 1886, totaling $294,000, which when converted into today's money is $9.5 million. Holy. (laughs) Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, extravagant and huge and I can't even imagine back in the day witnessing something like this being built. It probably blew like everyone's mind. Oh, I would imagine so. Yeah. So this establishment was initially operated by the Eureka Springs Improvement and continued as such for the next 15 years. Then the hotel started to get very popular with the well-to-do people where they hosted activities such as elegant dining, carriage rides, tea dances, and more. Now, it sounds fun. Yeah, when I read that, I was like, what the fuck is a tea dance, right? A tea dance is a public event that is typically scheduled in the afternoon where people get together, they socialize, they dance, and have tea. Many times it focused on singles and was basically a very loosely ran speed dating event of the time. That's actually kind of what I was picturing in my head when you first said it. Yeah, I just, (laughs) I was laughing. I was like, wow, tea, but you know, different times. It was 1886. So yeah, 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 whatever. I would, as long as you get to wear those badass dresses. Yeah. And twirl around the floor, I'd probably be down for it. One thing I thought was interesting was they say that there is a popular dish that was served at the hotel then that is still being served today, and it's called the Crab Lorenzo. I was going to go into what it contained, but the list was really fucking long, so (laughs) I decided not to do that. I'm assuming crab is the main ingredient. Yes, and (laughs) and supposedly the Crab Lorenzo in this particular establishment was chef's kit. Grade A crab, everything was supposed to be, like, absolutely fantastic. But all I was thinking of was that super hot guy from uh, the Vampire Diaries that, that played Lorenzo. Oh, yeah, yeah, He was yeah. a vampire. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so I was just I was picturing a little crab with his little head on it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was very weird. <laughs> I was cast. Like, I know that's not what it is. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Have, oh, like, do, do you like crab? Have you eaten crab? Oh, I hate crab. I hate any seafood. I don't like, well, I like shrimp. Okay, yeah, I'm the and same. Tuna. But mine have to be like the coconut butterfly shrimp. Like, oh, Well, yeah, those are good. I Well, I'm not, as long as, well, I guess I eat it raw too, or whatever, you know. But yeah. as long as it, it already comes, you know, poop line free, I'm good. But definitely prefer fried, obviously. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who, who doesn't? The hotel gained notoriety back during the mineral and you are passing this to me oh the sneeze (laughs) yeah Uh, we just tennis that sneeze they got real popular back in the mineral bath craze when healing and you know things are going to be great it'll help your health it'll help your skin it'll help whatever just throw some salt and some water whatever when that fizzled out the hotel fell into some hard times and was actually purchased in 1905 by Frisco Railroad Company, which I thought was very weird. I don't know what a railroad would want to do with it. But due to the still, rec- I'm obviously in my couch right now reclining. So, uh, but due to the still declining number of occupants in the off season of 1908, they decided to lease out the structure as a dormitory 
to the Crescent College and Conservatory for Young Women, which is you know, a local college that needed some additional housing for students. Uh, however, in response to the economic failure caused by the Great Depression, the college closed its doors in 1934. So they lost all of that additional income from the students, but they still managed to keep operating during the summer months when people would, you know, more popularly just run out, you know, vacation and that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But here's where things start getting interesting. In 1937, a phony baloney doctor named oh, no. Norman Baker converted the hotel into Baker's Cancer Curing Hospital. Why does this sound like a total sham? So, exactly. My, my next statement is literally, we all know how this is going to work out. Uh, yeah. He advertised tr- treatments of fresh air, healthy food, and exercise. You know, typical doctor stuff. Here's, here's where things get a little quack quack. A mystical addition to his treatments for cancer patients. Remember, these are cancer patients, not diabetes or something where exercise and diet could actually help. Yeah. But he offered an elixir that was primarily comprised of alcohol and watermelon. Watermelon seed. <laughs> What in the bloody hell is that supposed to fucking cure? I don't know. That's 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 another one. Like I was when you were saying like a magical elixir, I was like, oh, he's got like fucking rocks and stuff in there. Nope. Nope. I mean, this dude went way quack. Like I'm surprised he didn't make moon water out of these watermelon seeds or something. <laughs> Put him out on the windowsill. This was not good for two more days. Yeah, not that, the right cycle. Your tumor's too big for this. We need the big guns. Oh yeah. It's like the, I'm just picturing those big ceramic jugs that they put moonshine in. Oh, yeah. With the little X's on them. <laughs> Unfortunately, but not surprisingly, many people perished because of this bullshit treatment method. Yeah. And they say that these people still haunt the halls of the hospital. Oh, I mean, I'd be a little pissed, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, the fuck is this shit? Oh, my God. Okay, are you ready? Okay. Do it. I wonder. If any of them did, the watermelon crawl. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. I'm going to hell. Sorry. I just thought of that. I was like, hey. <laughs> That's funny. But, thankfully, Baker, this quote-unquote doctor, was sent to prison for fraud in 1940 because he was promising cancer recovery in just six weeks. And clearly, that was not happening. Yeah. While he was imprisoned, his friend, oh my gosh, woo, friend, <laughs> his friend actually ran the hotel for about six years until he handed it over to a group of men based out of Chicago. And to me, that sounds a lot like gave it to the mob. Maybe. <laughs> you know, a bunch of men based out of Chicago in the, like, the 40s. It's like, sketchy. Yeah. But yeah. whatever. In 1997, Marty and Elise. Oh my goodness. Ronich? I can't pronounce it. It's literally R O E N I G A. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a loss. <laughs> uh, purchased the hotel and they began making a lot of renovations to the structure. And from there, that's really about the last, that's the last history that I was finding on my site as far as where it went. And that's actually not too long ago. So I'm assuming they still have it. Now that we've covered some of the history, let's start getting into some of the spooky shit, right? Yep. What we really like. 
So supposedly one of the Irish Masons that worked on the hotel during the renovations fell to his death from what is now room 218. And visitors have seen hands emerging from the bathroom mirrors. It's like, fuck that. Yeah, no, that's not cool, man. That's like some straight Bloody Mary bullshit. Yeah, I'd be out. (laughs) I would not come back. Fuck it. Leave my shit. I'm out. (laughs) No, thank you. What I'm trying to wonder is, were they fleshy hands coming out? Were they more spectral hands coming out? You know what I mean? Either way, it's unnerving. That's true. Were they more like, maybe they were like plasma, you know, looking silver coated from the mirror? I don't know. Either way, fuck that shit. But I'm just curious. But they do say also that cries were thought to come from a falling man and heard coming from the ceiling. Yeah, that's a little weird. And and, and the only thing I can think of is maybe they were expanding or extending the room. And maybe when he fell, that portion of the room wasn't necessarily closed off yet. So he really was falling through what is now the ceiling. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. So maybe that's it. I'm not entirely sure. Typical doors opening and slamming shut, uh, but they're actually unable to be opened after that. Oh. So they're like in their room and the doors are, they're opening real fast. They're slamming shut, opening and slamming. And so the people are like, fuck this, I'm out. They go to run out the door and then the door won't open. Yeah, no, I would die. I would literally just die. Like, <laughs> I'm coming with you, Mason. <laughs> like, That's it. I'm done. Oh, yeah. Take me now. <laughs> just drop dead right there. Yeah. I'd probably have a damn heart. Well, I don't know if I'd have a heart attack, but I'd be pretty. Another area where hauntings have been reported is what they called the Crystal Dining Room. And this is actually pretty cool, I think. So spooks that are in Victorian era get up mm-hmm. have been spotted in this room. One year, the giant Christmas trees and all of the gifts that were surrounding the trees were moved from one side of the room to the other. So, like, nothing, nothing harmful. Nothing, no, just, just a just good old... to fuck with you. Like, oh, yeah, you know what? I don't want these presents here, bitch. I want them over there. Move them just, back. As long as you weren't there when it moved, you'd just be like, yeah. okay, I'm just going to go on about my day. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, uh... You know, I'd be calling, like, you know, who, whoever else was working there. Be like, did you move all the presents over there? It's something that somebody m- might easily shrug off, just as maybe. Yeah. But you never know. The employees. Oh, here you go. <laughs> the employees showed up at work one day to find everything in place, aside from menus that were scattered all over the place. So it sounds like a little trickster, right? <laughs> yeah. And a waitress was said to have glanced into a mirror to witness a Victorian-styled man and woman facing one another as if they were at a wedding. So the groom supposedly turned to her and made eye contact with the waitress before nonchalantly vanishing. That, no. (laughs) Although, so, to me, I initially think to myself, oh, it's just a little like residual haunting they're just doing the same thing over and over again and whatever that's almost what it seems to me but then i'm like wait a minute if i was working there and and i saw this couple on the stairs i probably wouldn't think anything of it to be honest i see enough weird shit that i'd be like oh well that was interesting yeah but the fact that this motherfucker turned his head and makes eye eye contact contact (laughs) with her while the woman supposedly did not react at all 
Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, just imagine. Okay, one. Could she see the face of the woman on the stairs? Yeah. Or wherever they were. Uh, if she could not, how fucking scary would it be to, you know, you look in the mirror, you see a man and a woman appearing to get married, you know, at this area. The dude turns, locks eyes with you. You know, you turn or you look closer and you realize the face of the woman next to him is you. Ew. Wouldn't that be make it like ten times scarier? Uh, yeah, I, I almost don't... like the man <laughs> saying like, "I want you, you're mine." Yeah, that'd be creepy. I was thinking about it. I'm like, if that, I think. Okay, I always thought. Let's try. Let's start from the beginning of my thought process. <laughs> I would always love to go on like those haunted tours and stuff. And I'm like, but the more I think about it, if I saw any of this fucking shit, I would probably be like, dude, I'm out skis. Like, oh. Yeah. I've done a few, and like I said, I, things especially lately have been, I am ready. Okay, I love Halloween. It's my favorite. I love to dress up. I love to have fun and, and do all of these things. But I am so ready for it to be over because this whole thinning of the veil bullshit, mm-hmm. it, these things are fucking with me nonstop. And it's not, I don't think it's ever been this bad, but they're everywhere. That's they're crazy. in my car. They're in my bedroom. They're at my work. They're they're everywhere, and I can't <laughs> escape them. And it's even even my co-host saw one the other day while we were recording. Oh, really? Yeah, and I knew exactly who she saw because it's mine. <laughs> so I knew who it was, yeah. and it freaked her out because she we were but we were recording, and she just looked up, and I mean the look on her face was like, "What the fuck?" Like she was just. <laughs> not sure what the hell just happened and she like she even stopped what we were doing and she was like hey um she's like this is really weird she goes but i just looked up and i just saw your kid standing behind you and i know he is not here he was yeah. gone he wasn't even in the house <laughs> and she was that looked and i was oh that's his that's his brother that didn't make it i was like when i saw him in my dream that i talked about in a previous episode uh he looked almost identical to how my son looks oh wow so she was like, well, I just saw him. He was weird. He was just standing there. And I was like, oh, well, that's just him. Like, he follows me everywhere. It's fine. But, I mean, they're getting out of hand. And the other thing I was thinking about this couple that's, you know, in this place, I really, really hope that whoever these people are really loved each other. Otherwise, can you imagine being in that cycle of hellscape for the rest of eternity? Being like, <laughs> God, this motherfucker. <laughs> like, seriously? <laughs> Oh, that would. That's all I was thinking was. That's oh my god! Definition of hell. <laughs> I know. Actually, it was what I put in there was. This is funny. Uh, that hopefully they loved each other, and it wasn't a repeated cycle of hell space. There you go. Another commonly reported incident is a Victoria man. Oh my gosh, Victorian <laughs> man sitting at a table with a window view, and that's all they said. He just sits there. Yep, looking out the window. Meanwhile, everybody else, like, staff currently working there is like, yeah, that's just Herb over there. Don't yeah, mind don't him. Mind He's him. fine. <laughs> Probably. He's losing his mind. It's all right. Lots of people have stated, this is where it gets awesome. I would want to see this, that they saw a Victorian ball. Like, oh. I want to be one of those ghosts. Like, sweet clothes, partying all night, twirling around on the dance floor. 
having and, a good how, time. Um, which movie was it? Beauty and the Beast. Wasn't there a Disney movie or something where there's like a flashback of a ball that's happening, and you see all these people dressed up sitting around the dance floor and stuff? Yeah, and I I just can't remember exactly which one, but yeah, I I do remember there was. But I that that's what I'm thinking of. I mean, that would be so fucking cool. I really want to say it was Beauty and the Beast, but I'm not sure. I haven't seen that movie in like 15, I mean, 20 years. Out of all of them, that probably would make the most sense. Yeah. But anyway, one of them. Another spook is John Fremont Ellis, who was the hotel's in-house doctor during the 19th century. And he is said to be seen near his office, which is now room 212. And interestingly enough, uh, on top of people sometimes seeing him, they're also known to smell his cherry pipe tobacco. Oh, cool. Which actually, that wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. That would not be bad nice. at all. I'm kind of digging that. Look, I mean, if I'm going to be haunted, <laughs> that's yeah, one I mean, way. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> at least it's not dead animal or something. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but even Dr. Baker is said to have been seen in the lobby. And it's said that he is a man in a purple shirt and white linen suit he wore in some of the photographs that were oh. taken at the hotel. Okay. I'm not really sure why he would be stuck there, but... Uh, maybe some guilt for what he did. I hope so, bastard. <laughs> uh, a nurse is reported to hear the squeak and rattle of a gurney going up and down the hallway. Oh, I don't like that. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, that eerie, you know, like Walmart shopping cart, right? They always get that yeah. one fucked up wheel. Yeah, that's yeah, like, what I was just thinking, too. Yeah, and it's, it's oh, uh, no, no yeah. thank you. No, don't like that. Um, a maintenance man saw all of the washers and dryers turn themselves on in the middle of the night, just randomly, just boop. So apparently we have a laundry ghost. Please visit my house. I will gladly let you do my laundry. Wait, does this laundry ghost fold? Because, <laughs> I mean, I can, can do the other part the myself. Yeah. Can it switch the laundry? That would be nice. I, oh, I just hate folding laundry. Uh, I mean, I'll take whatever I get. <laughs> this one is a little sad. Um, there was a four-year-old boy that is also said to haunt the hotel. He was the son of Richard and Mary Breckenridge Thompson, and they called him Brecky. And unfortunately, the young boy died due to complications brought on by appendicitis. Oh. Yeah, which is really sad. I'm just over here like, I just had appendicitis. Yeah, that's A couple months ago. You hear him, I guess, you know, running, or you might hear like a ball, I think they said like a ball bouncing or something uh, up and down. Which that's that's almost worse than the gurney. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, think, <laughs> I don't know. I think the giggle, like if if you hear a giggle, oh, I get those. They're so my kids giggle sometimes, and I know that they're not trying to gross me out, but it is so disturbing. And it actually just happened to me. So two days ago, I was sitting right here where I'm at actually, and I was uh, editing the pod. And getting it ready for posting. And I'm listening. And, you know, you can see the little bar. So you can see the voice coming and going and, and all of that, right? Yeah. And 
So I'm listening and it's going. And then all of a sudden it's still going. There's clearly volume. Like there's, there's voice. But it just goes silent for a second or two. Then goes for a second or two. And then I hear hello. <laughs> and then silence. And then it goes. And I was like, like oh. hello. Then my headphones died. Or they didn't oh. die. They, dis- they disconnected from my, I thought they died. And then yeah. I went to plug them in and they were still on. It was just that it apparently like it turned just, itself on and turned itself back on. Oh, weird. And it was a woman's voice. And the TV was off. There was no one in the house. I was like, I don't recognize this voice. But it was, it was, it was weird. And I was like, uh, hello? <laughs> like, I don't know you. That's but crazy. go away. But there's also a woman named Theodora. Oh, my God. I love that name. She is said to visit room 419. And it says that she introduces herself in a... Oh, my God. Introduces herself as a cancer patient of said quack. Uh-huh. I'm wondering how exactly she does that. Because you don't typically get an apparition that will... Oh, my name is Theodora. Like, I'm yeah. a cancer patient. Like, that's a little lengthy. So I'm not entirely sure how that message is conveyed, but that's what they say. So I don't know. That's crazy. But this is this is a cute one. There's even said to be a little kitty oh. that roams around the hotel. Its name is Morris. And this is where it gets funny. He was known as the general manager for 21 years. This cat was the general manager. Okay. <laughs> like, let me talk to your manager. Like, write me out. Write me out. Let me talk to him. <laughs> they said that after his death, he was buried on the property, and you supposedly can hear and see him throughout the hotel. Like, he's really barred to one room or another. He just kind of roams wherever, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Then Steve Garrison, a cook, saw a couple of weird things. Uh, while preparing veggies, he saw a little boy in old-fashioned clothes and a pop and pop bottle glasses skipping through the kitchen. And I'm wondering if that's Brecky. No, oh, oh, maybe, possibly. Um, he <laughs> he also witnessed pots and pans flying off the hook. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no for me. One couple stayed at the hotel and had some experiences of their own. It says they went to bed. With just the sheet over them, I guess they get hot or something. I don't know. And in the middle of the night, the husband awoke just boiling hot. I mean, he was roasted. And he felt or he found that something or someone had tucked him in with a comforter <laughs> while they were asleep. And so they take the blanket off. And they're like, he's like, well, I don't know. Maybe the, you know, my wife, whatever, got cold. I don't know. He's like, fuck it. So he takes the blanket off. They were supposedly tucked in three more times during the night. Oh, my God. So I'm like, oh, this poor little ghost. He's like, here, let me just tuck you in. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm cold. It's cold over here on this side of the plane. You yeah, got to be cold, too. So I thought that was a little bit interesting. The last one that I have is kind of like a bigger chunk, but another pair checked into room 221 they were not expecting to have any issues however while exiting the elevator they immediately encountered a man in all black clothes which you know same whatever 
He smiled at the couple and asked if they needed help finding their room. They agreed and followed the man down the hall. The man stopped at room 221, unlocked it, and pushed the door open. As the couple walked in, they noticed the man remained as if he was expecting a tip. But when they reached out, reached out to get some cash and turned around, the man was gone. Later that day, the door would not open, and the front desk employee said they somehow had been given the key to room 321 initially. Oh, man. When, when they asked about the man who had assisted them earlier, they stated no such man worked there. Oh, that's so, weird. Isn't that weird? So this place is just riddled with ghost stories and activity and things like that. What do you think? Do you think you would want to visit this hotel? I think I'd visit, but I'm not sleeping overnight. Like, I'm going to be awake. Really? You don't think you could sleep? What if it was a room that didn't previously have uh, documented activity? Maybe. Oh. It would depend, because I can, I, I pick up on a lot of energy stuff all the time, right? Yeah, so, same. As long as it was calm, I could probably be cool, but if I picked up on anything and it just felt kind of off or like, eh, then I don't know if I would be able to. Well, so I'm I'm kind of the same way, but I'm almost wondering, you know, from reading the experiences that people have encountered and, you know, documented and reported, most of the stuff, it, it's not real scary. It's either, like I said, the residual play on repeat kind of thing. They tuck you oh, into bed. Yeah, they tuck you into bed, which... <laughs> That's a little unnerving, but... I got one that gropes my leg, so, I mean, I would rather have me in instead of... Yeah, that's... No, you have the people from the tea parties. Now, the the gurney in the hallway, I feel like, eh, not sure how I feel about that. They, some of them, you know, I don't know, I felt like there should have been more, or potentially would have been more hauntings based from those who suffered from the doctor's treatments. But then again, if you think about it, they weren't suffering directly due to, it's not like the doctor was putting arsenic in it. No, that's true. You know what I mean? He wasn't torturing them. He wasn't physically harming them outside of what their body was already doing to itself. So they may not have even been, you know, to them, they weren't aware of there being any malpractice or anything like that. So they probably don't, feel that they have that reason to be tied to the building. That makes sense. I mean, it's the only thing I could think. But it's kind of like the little boy. I mean, he had complications due to appendicitis. I mean, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing really there, I feel, that would... Yeah, just that one and the the one worker that fell. Other than that... Yeah, and I get the gurney. I, I, I understand the gurney. Yeah. Which I sometimes wonder, you know, if you think about it, some of these I all wonder if they're they're all tied to the boy. Well, not all, but some of them. So you, you have, obviously, the, the boy in the kitchen. I mean, that could very well have been because they, they didn't give me an ex- explanation or a description of the child. So I'm not sure, but it's possible. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, people say that they see boy, I'm assuming it's the same one, and, and the toys and all of that. But maybe the gurney was transporting him from 
some sort of procedure from his appendicitis. Or it could be residual en- energy from like even the cancer treatment people. Yeah. And just, it's just like one of those things that just, it's like a recording on loop. It just plays, yeah. right? And that's what I was wondering, because I'm just trying to think, you know, what what could cause these things? And, you know, with with the cancer treatments, I just feel like, not like it was even chemo, where you, know, you would go, you would do your treatment, you're sick, you're puking, you're losing your hair, you, you don't yeah. feel yeah. good. It's not that at all. It was an alcohol and watermelon. Yeah, you're drunk on watermelon juice. So you're probably <laughs> feeling pretty good because you're drunk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, there wasn't no needles, no long, I'm assuming no long term, you know, sit for three hours doing a chemo treatment. Yeah. I, I don't know for sure. But it just seems really odd to me. But I don't know. I think I'd like to visit it. I really want to see these tea parties. Yeah, that would be cool to see. Like, maybe if I showed up at one of those big fancy, of course, I don't think you can get my fat ass in a corset, but maybe we could go without the corset and just wear the fluffy dress. <laughs> and maybe, like, poke the bear and be like, hello, I'm one of you. Come visit me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, so that is the Crescent Hotel. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of that one before. You got any questions or thoughts or anything? I don't know. I, don't know. I think it'd be an interesting place to go check out and go yes, see. Yes, it was in Arkansas. All right, everyone. I guess that's going to be the end of that. Like I said, get Linnea here. Go over, check her out on Getting High with True Crime. Go over there, check her out, give her some likes, subscribe to her shit. She's awesome. Hopefully I try. We'll have her on here hopefully again at some point soon. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure when, but I like when, to get together. Yeah, whenever. Stuff. Just hit me up. I'm generally never doing anything. I guess. <laughs> and that wraps up our episode for today. Please rate and review the show wherever you listen to help me out and make the podcast easier for others to find. And don't forget to follow on Facebook and Instagram and check out the website at www.cryptidscreepsandconspiracy.com. There you can find episodes, links to the social media, leave a review, find the link to the merch store, and donate to support the continuation of this pod. You can also find the link to the Patreon page. I hope to see you next time. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, I had so much fun recording that episode with Natasha. And uh, she, she's amazing. So um, we'll definitely have to have her maybe co-host another one. But with Melissa at the same time. And then she can see her and see she's real and whatnot. Because, you know, that's our ongoing joke. Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So with that said, this was episode 53 of Getting High With Your Crime. Um, I should subject line it uh the episode that's not our actually our episode um and then yeah so anyways uh did i say 53 oh no sorry episode 54 oh my god i yeah cold meds done anyways um yeah so enjoy and uh go forth and be happy and hopefully not sick like me and Smoke one if you got one, and stay lifted. Bye. Whatever you breathe, I breathe in. Whatever you believe, I believe in. 
Whenever I fall, you're bleeding. When I just can't sleep, you're the reason. It's contagious. Can't escape it. They call us outrageous. Can't sustain this. Second hand smoke, it's a thriller. Oh, it's gonna kill us, but I'm no quitter, no. Second hand smoke, our little secret. Oh, we're gonna keep it, cause it's all we know. Got that Bonnie and Clyde kind of love. Ride or die, got me high kind of love. Share a heart, share a mind kind of love. Never gotta ask why kind of love. It's contagious. Can't escape it. They call us outrageous. Can't sustain this, no. Second hand smoke, it's a thriller. Oh, it's gonna kill us, but I'm no quitter, no. Second hand smoke, our little secret. Oh, we're gonna keep it, cause it's all we know. Second hand smoke, it's a thriller. Oh, it's gonna kill us, but I'm no quitter, no. Second hand smoke, our little secret. Oh, we're gonna keep it, cause it's all we know. Deal with all your demons, and I'm feeling all your feelings. Oh, round and round and round we go. Barely even breathing, but I wouldn't dream of leaving. No. Second hand smoke, it's a thriller. Oh, it's gonna kill us, but I'm no quitter, no. Second hand smoke, our little secret. Oh, we're gonna keep it. Take another hit, another hit now We're never gonna quit, gonna quit now